often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I hope you guys are doing well today and having a great week so far. Um, Listen, if you like what you hear on the show today and feel drawn to work with me one-on-one, then you can book a session with me at rozkincaid.com. Also, if you're a business owner and you're interested in advertising on the show, then that information is also on my website under the radio show menu. Like, feel free to take advantage of this opportunity if you feel it's right for you. If not, that's fine too. So, y'all, um, y'all know I'm pursuing my little my life coaching and spiritual coaching certification, and I had a practice coaching session today with my buddy coach today, where I got to be the client. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somehow she got me to talking about fear of being authentic in some of the areas of my life. And um, and and how me being authentic will cause somebody else's unhappiness. So during the coaching, you know, we try to focus on not too much giving our own input or our own story. But she had to pause and um, ask me if she could share an insight. And of course, I said yes. And she said to me, listen, you cannot be responsible for somebody else's happiness. We are not responsible we we are only responsible for making ourselves happy. And then I stumble across this post on the Self Healers podcast IG page. Shout out to Bree uh, Belfoy. And the post read, let me get my phone because I have it up and it's deep. <laughs> it says authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Choosing authenticity means cultivating the courage to be imperfect, to set boundaries and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. Let that sink in and just understand that everybody is not going to be able to handle your authenticity. H- however you express or present that and that has nothing to do them not being able to handle that has nothing to do with you and you are not responsible for making another adult happy and I say adult because kids are an exception they they need to be they need to be made happy if you want to have a calm household so this for me is pretty deep because I'm I'm a Taurus moon pretty loyal And my loyalty means that I want you to be happy (laughs) and I feel some responsible. And so it's tied into that. So anyway, marinate on that for a little bit this week, y'all, and see see what areas you are not allowing yourself to be authentic and it's tied to somebody else's happiness. So anyway, we got a lot to get into today. So let me not sit here and chit chat too long. So let's get into it. So the weather outside is fall. At least it feels fall to me over here in Virginia. (laughs) Um, 2020 has lost its damn mind. COVID-19 is still lurking. uh, And racial injustice is completely out of control. The presidential election is coming. Oh, and black lives still matter. 
among all of that, there are astrological things that very that are still very much in play and have a lot of heavy influence on what we are experiencing personally and collectively. So today we're going to revisit this topic of astrology. I find this topic not only intriguing, but it is extremely important um, because of the influence that it has an influence that a lot of us may not even know. So listen, I'm not an astrologer. But I know somebody that knows something about it. <laughs> and so joining me for today's conversation is none other than Juanika Dunn, a.k.a. Miss Astrology. I love that name. Juanika was with me uh, June 17th of 2020 for the Planets Are Talking episode. So go, go back and check that out if you didn't catch it. And we had ourselves a good old time, hence the sniggling and giggling for me when I got on the air today. So listen, I decided to have Juanika back for today's episode. And for those of you that do not know, Juanika is an astrologer based in Houston, Texas. She has the acute ability to understand, interpret, and relay, as well as teach, most importantly, the language of the sky. Juanika offers a birth chart reading, of course, as well as online astrology classes. And, 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 check this out, y'all. <laughs> she was recently featured in Allure magazine as one of the premieres, and I quote, Black astrologers who will energize your Instagram feed. <laughs> Get that. Catch that tea. <laughs> So let's welcome back to the show, Juanika Dunn, a.k.a. Miss Astrology. Hey, girl. Hey, Juanika. Thank you. And thank you for that accolade. I'm super proud of it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I'm extremely thank proud of you. you. I love seeing us do these types of things and getting on these bigger platforms um, and getting yes. this exposure that we need and getting the word out. So, Absolutely. yeah, girl. Yes, you know I'll how much I love this subject. Thank you so much. And, you know, everything that we're going through is already written out in the sky for us, you guys. Like, we have to flow with these things in order to not get frustrated. Mm. That's kind of the key word right now. It's some frustration and emotional frustration, but we'll get to that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive in. So how do, talk to us about how, retrogrades affect us astrologically. Sure. And I think that's kind of the most important thing to start off with right now, considering that one of the major planets, um, Mars, which actually rules Aries and the first sign of the Zodiac, the first house, um, is currently retrograde. Mars is in Aries. So what retrogrades, and they always get this bad reputation of tearing up everything, everything's going to be bad. But honestly, the sky is telling us to pause. It's telling us to, I like to say retrogrades are all about the RE, reflect, relax, reorganize, rethink, mm -hmm. rest, read a book. It's mm. like though RE, anything that kind of starts with RE. So with this being the planet of Mars, which is our action, our attitude, it's even our sex drive. It's that warrior spirit that is literally in all of us. It's saying, mm. chill out, warrior why are you always trying to fight in this area? <laughs> Ooh, put yeah. them up, boy. I tell you. Down, mm -hmm. warrior. Mm -hmm. It's like, chill out. Everything is not a fight, which tends to be kind of an Aries, Mars characteristic is mm -hmm. let's fight. Let's get over it. Let's conquer mm -hmm. our fears. Let's make things happen. But mm -hmm. when Mars goes retrograde, which actually only happens once every two years, this is not a regular thing. Oh, so we're not going to get this rest for another two years. 
No, we're not going to get this. And you definitely won't because it won't be in Aries. <laughs> It'll be in another sign. And oh. so this is really heavy on Aries placements. It's really ha- um, heavy on Capricorn placements as well because of some of the squares that are happening that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But retrogrades just get such a bad rep because people want to continue to move forward mm-hmm. instead of taking the break that we're being asked to break to do. So the universe is saying, chill out for a little bit. Just relax. You know, this only comes every couple of years. You can relax for a few months. This is no big deal. Then we'll pick it back up with fresh energy, fresh insight. Um, Depending on the planet, we get a new freshness whenever it goes back direct. So the planet that's that's retrograde the most is Mercury. And I love this. It's because Mercury every three months says, stop. Let's think about what we've been thinking about for the last three months. And so whenever Mercury is retrograde, it's a time for us to just go back and reflect on what our mind's been processing, kind of the details of the information that we've been taking in and putting out, and just making sure that this really lines up and this is really the direction we're trying to go. You want to make sure any contracts or any information um, that's important to you is kind of looked again. So during these times, this is when I like to maybe double check my bank account, um, double check like emails that I, you know... Are they updated? Are my passwords need to be updated? Is my bank account still good? It's also a time maybe to not talk as much when Mercury's retrograde and listen a little bit more mm. and to double check everything. My favorite thing actually to do on a Mercury retrograde is vacation. <laughs> oh, I, we see. Anybody's following your Instagram, I'm like... She's gone a lot. Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> yeah, we have to go. Like, take so, me. Right. <laughs> Only if I can leave some of these kids at your house. Oh, Lord. So, but I think the thing about to keep in mind when it comes to retrogrades is to see what area in your life you can re rethink, reorganize, reflect, relax, read a book, redo. Mm-hmm. It's just all about the RE in which area of your life. So retrogrades are very, very important times. Yeah. And luckily we don't get them a lot. Um, Jupiter just went back direct. Saturn is currently retrograde. So with Saturn retrograde, this is asking us to reflect on our boundaries, reflect on our limits, reflect on do we have too many limits or do we not have enough boundaries? Like reflect on areas where we need to mature and Mm -hmm. grow up. Um, Scientifically speaking, the retrograde is simply just... um, I like to give the analogy. It's like when you're at the red light and the car next to you kind of starts rolling forward or backwards and it feels like you're moving, but you know, you're not. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with the retrograde motion. So it's basically a planet has come to a certain aspect with us on earth, Mm -hmm. um, according to the sun, and it makes it feel like it's going backwards, not actually going backwards, but we're not feeling just because of the difference in movement and that how close we are to each other. So it gives it that feel and it just kind of messes stuff up. It's like a blur. So it's like, chill out. Right. You mm-hmm. know what? As you were talking about um, Mercury being the planet of thinking and us re- think about what you've been thinking or reevaluate what you've been thinking. What comes up for me is and probably because my Chiron is at one degree. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm just getting Ouch. cracking on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking about self-limiting beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Like really diving into that kind of stuff and thinking about the things that you have set up or the agreements or the narratives you've set up in yourself that create the limitations around you. 
And um, I don't know, that just came up for me. And that might probably, mm-hmm. I probably need to look into that. Even dive into that a little bit deeper yeah. and also see kind of, if I was you, I would see what aspects Saturn makes as well as Chiron make mm-hmm. to Mercury for you. Because Saturn is limits. And if Saturn is too close to Mercury, it's going to limit your your thinking. Ah. Mm-hmm. So we have to, and Saturn is one of the most important aspects of our chart to get to know. Because it's mm-hmm. a definitely an area that we want to overcome. Another thing I do say about Mercury, though, because Mercury is a planet that is so close to the sun, which is Mm -hmm. our ego, our pride, our life force. It's a very practical planet. It's not emotions like Venus or the moon. You can make Mercury find any information to support what you actually feel. So it's just like when people say, you know, um, you are what you think. Like Mercury, like if you say, I can't do this, Mercury's literally going to go get information and bring it back to you to support that you can do this. It's It's going to get the proof. It's your yes man. Mm-hmm. That's why I say all the time, Mercury is your yes man. So you got to, even if it doesn't feel like you got to say, I'm amazing, I'm beautiful. Like that's the stuff that I do as I'm waking up and falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And Mercury goes and gets information from me throughout the day that says, you're right. Look at you. Look at you, girl. You got featured in a little magazine. You don't even got 2000 followers on Instagram. And this is just me constantly every day saying, I'm an amazing astrologer. I'm an amazing businesswoman. Like those, and Mercury went and did it for me. Also has to do with my Gemini rising, but well, shout out to Mercury for, for right? Us Mercury. right all the time. <laughs> what? No, Mercury is right all the time. It just depends on what information you want him to go get for you. Mm. He'll go get it mm-hmm. and bring it right back to you. Mm-hmm. So we have some control, really, with that. We absolutely. Mm. One of one of my favorite astrology authors, his name is Stephen Forrest, and the mm-hmm. reason that I like Stephen Forrest is because he says that the sky only holds half of the hands that we're playing, and we hold the other half. And so it's, this is now, if we're talking about bigger planets, Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, these are super slow generational planets. Then true enough, we do not have any um, say so with them because Mm -hmm. they're, they just move too slow where a lot of us aren't even going to be around um, when they make their full transit. But the smaller planets that move faster that are closer to our sun sign, Mercury, wherever the moon is, Mars, uh, we have influence over them, which also means we can miss opportunities if we don't jump on. Really? These planets do not wait for us. The personal planets don't force anything. They don't wait for us. Either you get on or you lose this opportunity and you got to wait till next year or if it ever happens again, depending on which ones it is. Shit, that mm-hmm. makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Honestly, it should just make you keep up with <clears throat> when a planet changes signs or mm-hmm. when the moon, it, the moon makes certain aspects to maybe your Saturn or your Jupiter or something like that. So we definitely should keep up with our own astrology because it lets us know when to hop on and get started or when to let go, or, you know, maybe this transit's not for me. Like this new moon coming up in Virgo is so for me, I'm super excited about it. Right. I already feel the energy, but that's because it's going to make an aspect to my North node, which is also in Virgo, which is my area of focus in life. And so I already feel the energy. So I think we feel it. We just don't know what to account it to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Contribute it to. But if we did know what to contribute it to, we would know how to flow instead of fight. Exactly. <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. Perfect segue. Now, we always encourage people to get um, a birth chart reading, but then um, there's also something called a progress chart. Progress right. chart. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between a birth chart and our progress chart? Well, the birth chart is the picture at the moment you took your first breath. And so it's like we took the picture. 
The progress chart is comes from the belief, well, we know the planets never stay still, but it just comes from the belief that every year, every planet moves one degree for you. Basically. So that's every year, one degree. One degree. And so which essentially means in depending on at what degree. So for instance, my sun sign is Sagittarius at seven degrees of Sagittarius the day I was born. Mm-hmm. The sun is of Sagittarius. So that means um, in 23 years, my progressed sun was Capricorn because it moved one degree every year, 23 plus seven, it's 30, which there's actually not 30, there's 29, then there's zero. Right. And I got zero degrees of Capricorn. And then, so this kind of is an indication that you would get more Capricorn-y and the things that bring you joy and um, that are bring you pride, all associated with the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to look uh, more at transits to the natal chart than I do to the progress chart. Um, but that's just how I practice astrology. It's been really accurate for me. But this is a study that you take, you it's personal. So it's for you. So if you want to learn your progress chart and get a reading based on your, I'll give a reading based on your progress chart, but I tend to see uh, more accuracy kind of with the natal chart and transits. But we all progress, right? That's right. Exactly. Progress <laughs> chart is showing how we're progressing. Yeah, we, we all grow. We all evolve. And, and so there's a lot. Can, that can be gained. I can see the benefit of both. I've, I've actually seen the benefit of both having had a few um, birth chart or chart readings and, and having looked at um, the progress chart to kind of plan ahead. And that's that's the other thing. You know, how can we use how can we best use a progress chart to understand and plan our lives? What what can a progress chart even tell us? I think actually the progress chart doesn't really show um, aspects and um, like to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. It really kind of embraces you for like a developing personality, if you will. Okay. Or like change in your traits and your personality. So for instance, as me progressing um, to a Capricorn, I definitely take life more serious now <laughs> than I did at that young 20 something. And I know that's for all of us. But this was like still in my 20s that I started to, you know, let me get more serious. Let me, you know, progress more into a Capricorn type and more into building. Also, you tend to see, um, yeah, just more maturity. I think I also saw more tooth pain and stuff like that. Capricorn rules the teeth. Mm -hmm. And I started to see more of that kind of stuff as well. That would also mean that Capricorn moved, that the sun moved from my seventh house in Sagittarius to my eighth house, which is an indication of those kind of things as well, like two Now, remind us again, for those who are just hopping on and getting into astrology, remind us real quick again about what houses represent. So that's a really good question. It's actually the question I get the most. People don't understand the houses, but they're actually very simple. So what happens is the time you were born, Take a picture of the sky. The sky mm-hmm. looked the same for everybody. Um, but everybody wasn't born at the same minute as you. So when we take your exact picture and then we kind of bring it down to Earth so that it's like the house, the signs, sorry, the planets are the energy. Mm-hmm. The signs have the characteristics of how the energy plays out. And the houses say what specific area of your life this energy is in these characteristics are going to play out. So it's like the planets are the how this the plan the planets are the how the signs are the what mm-hmm. they have their character and the houses are the where. So a house would represent like family, yes. or money, or career, or Absolutely. um, I don't know health. 
an area of your physical appearance, yeah. uh, the kind of work that you do, how you communicate, or your siblings even are shown. Um, so if somebody has maybe Saturn in the third house, this is somebody who didn't have the closest relationship likely with their siblings, mm-hmm. or because it's a house of communication, maybe it's somebody who has a hard time speaking up or communicating. But if somebody else has Saturn in the ninth house versus the third house, this is somebody who has very limiting religious beliefs or has very strict beliefs about going to college and higher learning and foreigners, stuff like that. So this will just show you an area of your life where you're going to have to overcome or that you may, you know, something's going to play out in a certain way. Interesting. Like yeah, that's why I said the houses are very, <laughs> must know the time you were born in order to set the houses. That's what makes your chart very specific to you. And so I've, I've seen people, um, like I've given birth dates without times. How, how does that impact when you don't have a time? How does that impact um, your birth chart reading? Because I know some people are like, I don't know what time I was born. Yeah. Well, one thing that's good to know is that we can probably rectify the chart based on some questions and stuff like that to kind of narrow down the time. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have the time, so for instance, I can say you're a Taurus moon. Well, I know as a moon, Um, You're very stable. You can be kind of stubborn. Money is very important to you. However, I don't know if it's in your third house. I would say, okay, you like to talk about these things. But if I don't know what house is in, that's all I can say. Well, I know you like you don't have, you know, you're emotionally connected to kind of work and money. But I don't know what kind of work you want to do. You know what I'm saying? But if you have time, then I can kind of narrow out the type of work that would be better for you. Um, you know, those kind of areas of your life, if that's, you know, depending on the moon and stuff like that, but you got to know the time mm-hmm. gives more accuracy to the reading. Yeah. Makes now, sense. like I, what I do get a lot is I'll have one client that knows the time that has somebody of interest and they don't know the time or they don't know how to ask the question to get the time. <laughs> without without on. Yeah. Without coming off as crazy. Right. Um, so, but if you have your time, but not their time, we could still see how their planets aspect your chart. And that's a really good indication and really good to do for um, compatibility. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it's best to know your time to know your specifics, but if you want to in- incorporate somebody else's chart into yours, you don't necessarily have to know the time. Mm-hmm. And so speaking, you mentioned compatibility and speaking of which other than compatibility um, mm-hmm. with, with you can be married or single and, Still not be compatible. <laughs> but what what else can our charts uh, tell us about relationships? Yeah, that's a really good question. One thing that I think is very important to consider in relationships is Mercury. And mm. again, because Mercury is communicating. So for instance, I had a relationship with a Leo. I'm a Sagittarius, Leo and Sagittarius. He had a Leo sun and moon. So that's really high compatibility. So we got along really good. When we were out and about, we were having fun. We had the same beliefs. Emotionally, we were the same. However, his Mercury was in Virgo and my Mercury is in Sagittarius and (laughs) difficult conversations were really difficult for me because Mercury does not like to be in Sagittarius. And so it loves to be in Virgo. So when it came time for him to talk, oh, he was good. He had the list. He had the analytics. He had all that. And I was like, I don't want to talk because <laughs> Mercury, like, yeah, Mercury doesn't like to be in a fire sign or a water sign. So when it comes to um, compatibility, Mercury is very important. If Mercury is incompatible, this means communication is going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. And if you're already married, this is just a good way for you to understand how your spouse communicates. It's like one of the five love languages. Honestly, it's like, you know, maybe they like words of affirmation. Maybe they want to talk about money. Maybe they're like me. And 
if you have something difficult to say, you do better to send it in an email. <laughs> Make some points. <laughs> read it. That's what I said. What I mean, right here, read it. Right. Like I'll read it, but if you want me to go back and forth right now and I'm in a stressful situation, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to shut down. And it's something I have to learn how to do, but it's something that as a spouse coming into the relationship, I think it's good for others to understand how your spouse or even your children communicate or even your boss. Come here. Oh Lord. I said the other week that sleep is king, but communication is king too. Like, yeah, we have to learn how to communicate with each other. And, and I think that you made a really good point is that learning how you're, you know, if, if you have different styles of communicating and you want things to work and you want there to be harmony, you have got to understand the other person and how they function and how they flow and be accepting it because everybody's not going to do it your way, Virgo. And this is, that's a really good point. And one of the things that I, one of the reasons I fell in love with astrology, it made me so much more accepting to people. It made me like, Oh girl, you just was made that way. That's just very Virgo of you. I find myself saying it all the time. I tell my kids all the time. Okay. Pisces moon. I'll let whining, but I know <laughs> I'm dealing with a Pisces moon. And at this, so it makes me more um, forgiving of other people, specifically if they don't know their astrology and I do. Right. Then I'm just like, one day you'll get it. You're just dealing with Virgo ways right now. <laughs> For me, I would, I would see that as a way to, to help me not to want to change somebody. Right. And accepting exactly. of somebody is the same thing. Not want to change somebody. That's just how you are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's how people are made up. And if, you know, if they want to change, then that maybe that's in their chart somewhere else. And and you can't you can't rush a degree. (laughs) You can't rush. Yeah, they hopefully Saturn, they're accepting Saturn. (laughs) Saturn whoop your butt if you don't, y'all. Trying to tell y'all. I think that's one of the most important aspects of a chart to know. Wow. It's Saturn. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of growth in Saturn. Lots, lots of good information. There was something else I was going to ask you that I didn't have planned to ask, but I forgot. But I do want to say one more thing about relationships. Yes. Mars. Mars is the sexual energy of relationships. That's that's very important as well. <laughs> Me and my sister talk about this. Sex, money, communication. Those are the three, to, as far as I'm concerned, those are kind of the three major aspects of a relationship. And Mars energy, if you have somebody that has Mars and Aries, this is somebody that can be aggressive sexually and you cannot tell them no and say for instance you have mars and pisces or you're dealing with somebody that has mars and pisces that's somebody who wants to be wooed and they're all into romantic comedies they think they're supposed to be flowers and all this stuff every time and this aries and mars like if you don't bend that thing over like it's like a whole different vibe (laughs) (laughs) oh lord (laughs) listen uh the baby's in school right now gotta hope (laughs) okay <laughs> but yeah. yeah what you said though yeah it's, it's a problem if yeah. one is running hot in in the area of sex and the other one is not yeah but so. luckily they're usually pretty close together if you can get the suns together mm-hmm. mercury and mars because they're personal planets so usually those are very compatible you still got to deal with the moon though because the moon is who you are at home as well as how you consider children and parenting right so same element is beautiful uh, or compatible. Earth with water, fire and air. Those are my favorites. I like earth signs with water signs and um, fire signs with air signs when it comes to I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about uh, people's moon sign and how that affects their their sun sign, especially in the area of sex. Because yeah. 
if you might appear to be running hot, but really at home, like I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But but listen, anyway, we need to take a break. We need to take a quick two minute break. <laughs> you guys sit tight and tight and think about where your sexy moon and sun is Mars, <laughs> and Mars. Mars and your communication is. So Juanica <laughs> and I will be right back, y'all. <laughs> Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You have a passion, and from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid, and joining me in conversation today is Juanika Dunn, a.k.a. Miss Astrology. I just like to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we addressed a few questions and gave a little bit of groundwork or uh, foundation for um, astrology um, before the break. But now we are at the point of our show where Juanika is going to give us our forecast for the fall and so i'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you juanica while i get my notes 
and pen and recorder and everything else because uh-huh. I need to be listening up for this. So you definitely need to be <laughs> listening up as an Aries son. I just feel like I'll start with that. Mars is retrograde, you guys. This is definitely a time to find out what is the core, the root of that trigger. Mars is a triggered planet. It's always looking for a fight. It's always looking for something to overcome. This isn't a bad thing. There's something that we all need to overcome. However, if you're Aries, Mars is at home right now. Also, Chiron is in Aries right now. So this is a wound. This is probably like an old thing. This is not a new trigger for Aries placement specifically. This is something that's coming back. It could be child-related, childhood-related, root-related, because Chiron is usually, one thing I like to tell people about Chiron is, it's a, it's called, in astrology, it's the wounded healer. So it's a wound that we heal from. Every single one of us has Chiron. Ain't no way we making out this life without some wounds. Right, So we might as well embrace it. You're going to have some scraped knees by the time, and elbows and everything else by the time you get done with life. It's okay. What, what it is to overcome this, because the wounded healer, once the wound is healed, then goes on to heal others. That's right. what Chiron is a centaur in the mythology. So it's half horse, half man, considered very wise, like a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the wild centaurs. Um, it was one of the wiser ones. So with Chiron in Mars being in Aries and Mars is retrograde, this is a frustration that Aries cannot put their finger on. Because it's retrograde. You're like, why do I just want to go off right now? What is the problem? Mm. Let me tell Mm y'all. The answer is only going to come from some kind of physical activity. Mars is a very physical sign. It is our physical energy, our exertion, our attitude, even our sex drive in a lot of areas. Um, If if you're an Aries sun, like if you have a masculine sun sign or a man in general, this could be um, your sexual energy. What I'm suggesting highly for not just Aries, but all the cardinal signs. So it's Aries, Capricorn, Libra, and Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Okay. First, you got to switch up the routine as far as exercise goes. Mm -hmm. If you're already exercising, you need to switch it to something. If you're not sweating, you definitely need to sweat every single day. And because what, and I think first thing in the morning, specifically for Aries, and that's because you're going to have a lot of energy that doesn't make any sense and you got to get it off of you. You're like, no, I got to get up. I'm already like y'all waking up on 1000. Like what, 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 what are we doing? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) So get some Mm. of that energy off of you. And if you're like, girl, I work out for two hours every day. I'm sweating my ass off. Then it's like, okay, stop. Then you need to do something that is connected more to your breath. Mm. You need to do something that's more. You're punching too hard. You're kicking too much. You're pumping too many weights. Flow. It's time to stretch. It's time to breathe. It's time to do mobility work or it's time to do yoga. Those are the two that I would suggest for somebody who's already doing a lot of physical activity, but is an, an, an Aries sun, moon or rising. Or if you have Mars and Aries, Aries placement, um, cancer as well. I think cancer is really needing to get out of their house more. I keep getting the same intuition that all cancer wants to do is be at home. Like that's all I keep hearing hearing from this. And it's like cancer needs to be the, cancer and Capricorn are going back and forth with each other. So Capricorn actually needs to be at home more. Cancer needs to get out of the house more. Mm -hmm. Capricorn needs to show love, compassion. They need to get closer to family and the people that they love. Um, And cancer just needs to get out of the house and do more for others, it seems like. They just need to get out of the house more. I feel like ever since all 
Corona and all this hit, kids mm-hmm. are just in the house and don't want to come out. So it's was like, this? Okay, y'all need- mm-hmm. I was gonna ask. So is this more about just changing the environment, or is this more about getting fresh air? It's more about cancer, getting fresh air, getting movement, getting okay. it's still movement. Mm-hmm. It's still because it's still Mars. Mars is because Mars is in Aries. It's giving aspects or giving energy to all the other cardinal signs, which is Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, because okay. they're all just at that angle. Mars is one, Cancer's four, Libra seven, and Capricorn is ten. So they're just angling. They're just like shooting at each other. Right. Right. Um, and then the other thing is Libras, and um, I think we saw this today with Cardi B. I don't know if you heard about this, but yeah. has filed for a divorce from Offset. She, she had enough of that man's shenanigans. <laughs> he has a Libra sun and an Aries moon. Um, I actually do expect to hear something from Kamala Harris soon, too, because she also has a Libra sun and an Aries moon. Those are opposite from each other. That mm. moon is emotionally riled up right now and frustrated. The thing about Libra placements, Libra placements kind of need to get out of the way because if they have any Aries in their life, they're, they're going to become their target. Mm. Libra has no planets. Well, they have Mercury right now in Libra, which may allow them to communicate in a balanced way. However, other than that, because Aries is the first sign, Libra is the seventh. So it's like Libra's right across the chart and Aries like you. (laughs) (laughs) You're my target. Yeah, you're my target. So if you're a Libra placement, I definitely am telling Libras right now to just kind of chill out at home. Take care of yourself, take care of your house, beautify, do whatever you consider valuable. Do your very best to stay away from fire signs because they're kind of fiery. Yeah, don't come over here with, stay over there, stay home right now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Don't go over there. But depending on where Aries is in your chart, um, what house it's in is where you're going to see an area of frustration. But you also may see an area of no progress. The reason that I say this is because Saturn is in Capricorn making a square to mars and so saturn is when i give my analogy he's the grumpy grandfather of the zodiac and i like to call mars that hothead cousin we all got like Mm. he's been fighting since he was born but mars knows better than to fight grandpa right he knows that that's not no match he wants Mm -hmm. and so saturn has is able to hold on to mars and so this is the area for people depending on where your mars is um you're going to want to take action. You're going to want to move forward. You want to get things done and you're seeing roadblock after roadblock. And so Mars retrograde is saying, chill out. You're not going to make a lot of progress right now. Just calm down. Just calm down. <laughs> just do some yoga. Just breathe. Just do something that you're not, you already know you're not going to feel no immediate results from, right. but it's just to get your energy off. Stop mm-hmm. expecting immediate results. A lot of us need to stop expecting immediate results. It's just not going to happen right now. We're going to feel a lot of pushback. We're going to feel disciplined, mm-hmm. like limited, all of that. Yeah. That is the best thing you can maybe work on is your discipline, especially with Saturn still being retrograde. This is saying, think inwardly about where you need to be more disciplined, where you need to have more limits, or maybe where you need to loosen up your discipline. Are you like literally too hard on your kids? Like chill out. Is it like, <laughs> I wish y'all could see what I'm looking at. Roz's face. <laughs> It's like if if you're too hard on your kids, maybe you're too hard on your spouse, like maybe chill up with the boundaries and the discipline and the limits, or you need to have more boundaries, discipline and limits. It's always like one or the other 
kind of depending on everything else that's going on in your chart. Mm-hmm. But look, Saturn's look, look still retrograde. And look and see why you being so hard on somebody else. And it, what it, is it? What is it that's actually triggering on. you? The trigger is actually yours. Yeah, right. It's not them. It's not anything that they're doing. This is something that's triggering you that's likely very old Mm. that you just still have not got the root out. And it's really about that. And I do think a lot of our answers and our root will be exposed as we're doing other things to take care or wear out our body or exert our energy. Then it allows because Aries, again, is the first sign. So rules the head. So there are a lot of times they're just so in their head. And so if you're able to get your body moving to do something else, you can calm down the mind some to process some of those thoughts. And that's what Mars retrograde is asking us to do. Figure out where that trigger is coming from. If you have your time of birth, it's whatever house Mars is in. That's where the trigger. Mm -hmm. I need to see you. (laughs) Yes. There's different ways. And because the opposite of Mars is Venus. So, and just like the opposite of Aries is Libra. And so it's like, okay, you look to where Venus is and maybe lean on more Venus energy. Mm-hmm. Or if you're an Aries and maybe you can find some Libras to hang out with, but Libras that are strong enough to say, girl, you're tripping. I'm I'm going to go home and leave you with yourself. Like, wait a minute. Like, because a lot of times Libras can be so back and forth and don't really want to make the decision. Like, oh, I want to be here my, for my friends. But if you can find a Libra energy that's strong enough to say, uh-uh, I want to do this today, then that's that's who I would hang out with more. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think for Aries, it, it's it's a lot about calming down right now, really for all the signs. Mm-hmm. So um, Mars will be retrograde till November 13th, which happens to be a Friday the 13th, by the way. So this is relaxing for the next couple of months, you guys. Listen, mm-hmm. I, 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 I think I can do this. <laughs> I, I think, think I can do this because I think I'm probably running. We Aries are, are really and I know of some other Aries who are having some some challenges as well. And just it feels like I'm beating. I, I'm, like you said, I'm waking up. I'm on 10. Let's go, go, go. And I don't even know why. And, and, and let me say this. And my sister will uh, uh, like to hear this is that she even told me, girl, you need to get up in the morning and, and wear yourself out. <laughs> and first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. She said, you got all the rest of your day to chill. And you will be. It's the first sign. And the, the, Aries' key word is I am. You need to take care of yourself first. It's cons- <laughs> I consider Aries a selfish sign and not in a bad way. It's all about right. I am. It's, but you need to take care of your I am. You need to take care of yourself first. Another thing I always give Aries um, advice to Aries placements is your first meal of the day should be completely alone by yourself and quiet. Yes, I, I need to wake the kids up. And look, yep. and just because I'm sitting on this microphone as an Aries son, this stuff is for you too, because this right. Mars and Aries, so, all of this energy is affecting everybody. So this ain't just me on here getting answers for myself, because this is for y'all too, because I know somebody right. else out there that's not an Aries is out here bugging just like me. <laughs> yes. And it's not just, but I think the cardinal signs are getting in most. So this really is the, the Mars retrograde is affecting most um, in the, in the harshest way mm-hmm. is Again, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. We're all feeling it, but like for me, I'm a Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. That's a positive aspect that I'm getting to Mars, and I'm not a cardinal sign. So Mars, so Aries loves Sagittarius, and so it's like 
I'm getting the good energy from Mars. I'm not getting all the frustration. So Leos are doing good. Sagittarius is doing good right now. Geminis are doing good right now. There's signs that are doing really good right now, but it's just not Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn. I think Libra is actually doing okay right now, just as long as they can defend themselves across Mm -hmm. if they come from Capricorn or anybody in a Capricorn position. So the other thing about Capricorn, it's a lot of the work that we do. It's the top of the chart. So this may be somebody at work, depending on where Capricorn falls in your chart, mm-hmm. or depending on where Aries falls in your chart. So say, for instance, you're not an Aries, but you have Aries in the 10th house. Then you may very well find yourself coming into people at work that are very frustrated. Mm. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with everybody? This is work. So when you come here in this work environment, this is where Aries is for you. Your astrology is going to show people frustrated at work. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. A lot of sense. Oh, right. And so you have to just kind of know what to expect. This is the reason I love astrology. I feel like I'm prepared every day. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I read the whole, looked at the chart, prepared myself, and still acted stupid <laughs> during the day. Like, dang, I let that moon get to me. Like, I done fell off. <laughs> like, I just completely forgot what, what, what the whole I was supposed to be doing today. I was supposed to woosah all day. I sure went off. <laughs> But Listen. girl, look, this was me yesterday when my Aries ex-husband calls and like we're going into this huge back and forth. So I called my sister. I said, can you can you make me take my own advice right now? <laughs> I'm being targeted by Aries. You're my target. It's you. Yeah, I was definitely his wow. target. But at the same time, it had to do with our children. I have Libra in the fifth house mm-hmm. of children. So it makes sense that I'm his target when it comes to the kids. It was definitely a child. Um about our kids oriented argument right. and I'm Libra. So I was his target. Wow. So the best thing for me to do was just like hang with the phone and not talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll deal with that later. Yeah. Click on him. Um, so, it. so how does this um, show up in society on a collective level? What can we expect to see as a, between now and November 13th, as a result of yeah. everything that's going on with, with Mars? Yeah. And the reason that it's actually so collective is because the aspects that Mars is making to everything in Capricorn. So Saturn moves um, very slow. So this is not a planet that we can avoid its Mm -hmm. aspects. Saturn is there. Jupiter is there. Another planet that we can't really avoid its aspects. And then Pluto's there. Generational planet. We definitely cannot avoid any aspects. So Mars is making this aspect to planets that are generational and all these planets are in Capricorn. So what I do believe on a collective basis that we're going to continue to see Mars is retaliation. Um, and then with Aries being military law enforcement, I think that we're going to see more retaliation against military, mm-hmm. against law enforcement. We already saw it. I actually made the prediction in my last newsletter that we were going to see retaliation against police officers. And we're seeing it that people are just coming out of nowhere and shooting cops. And we're going to continue to see more of that. These are people that are not dealing with their aggression. They have so much of it towards how they've been treated. Mm-hmm. Aries and Mars is police. It is the armed forces, military, all that. Anything that's just so aggressive. Yeah, I do also think that um, because Aries rules professional athletes as well, people just really use their bodies. I think we're going to see injuries from professional athletes. I oh, hope Lord. they're taking care of themselves. I hope they're stretching. I hope they're not pushing it. That's another thing with Aries placements right now. Don't go so hard. You mm-hmm. can very well hurt yourself because mm-hmm. your planet of energy is retrograde right now. It's not giving you your full. Do you have enough energy? Do you, do you have enough strength for one more rep? Right. Don't even go for it. 
Do the stuff that requires you to stretch. Do the stuff that requires you to breathe. Do the stuff that requires you to meditate and calm your mind. This is not about going harder. Mm-hmm. Your energy planet is retrograde. It's acting you to asking you to reflect, not go harder. Mm. I made so the I right decision what, the other day and skipped. Don't go harder. Like, don't do the extra that. rep. Don't instead of the extra rep, uh, stretch it out. Instead of the extra lap, um, do some mobility work or, you know, some yoga or some breathing meditative type stuff. Don't push yourself um, harder than that. Um, also on a collective level, I've been saying this. So overall, I do believe the answer is in Taurus. Uranus mm-hmm. is in Taurus and Uranus is also currently retrograde. Taurus is the sign. Um, their keyword is I have. So this is a sign that talks a lot about what kind of value systems, what kind of money do I have? What kind of food do I have? I need to be secure. I need to be able to provide what I think we're seeing as a whole, we're going to continue to see is a change in the financial system. The, the American dollar is about to plummet, you guys. If it hasn't already, it's going to be worth the paper that is printed on, quite wow. honestly. Uh, you know, I think this is, I know we don't understand it, but there was a time we didn't understand cell phones or credit cards as well. We have got to have cryptocurrency, you guys. We have got to have an alternative form of money mm-hmm. um, as well as we have to have an alternative way of eating. So the thing about Taurus energy, Taurus is a hoarder. It's, it wants to have things. And so Taurus can also be greedy. With Uranus and Taurus, Uranus is the planet of disruption and change. It's so disruptive that this planet literally orbits eight degrees from horizontal. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it it orbits the, the completely opposite way and it's a horizontal planet instead of vertical. So it's, so, it's all the way. Oh, it, and it rules Aquarius. So oh, if you're oh. an Aquarius, exactly. So strange, so different. So <sighs> what this is saying is we got to stop being greedy. We got to stop hoarding food. Mm-hmm. I keep telling people, if you eat meat, that's fine, but you need to start getting your getting your thinking to a way of me and a couple other people in my neighborhood are going to go to this local butcher and buy one cow to split. This going to a grocery store with a plethora of that meat and animals, that's greedy. And Taurus is an earth sign. Taurus is about Mother Earth. We're destroying Mother Earth with this. So Taurus is saying, y'all don't have to stop this. I think I saw an article just recently that was talking about the meat supply has been disrupted um, animals like I, I, as a matter of fact I saw 3,000 pigs or maybe even was cows like were on a ship that hit something they all died at sea See? Like, See? <laughs> so and then another thing about at sea which makes sense to me Neptune is the planet of delusion illusion mysticism it's in Pisces which mm-hmm. is a water sign this planet is retrograde now so this is about reality versus imagination so we're going to see that you know, a lot of things water-wise, that's why I feel like we lost all these animals in the water. Pigs in the water. Uh, pigs in the water. Even our dreams, I think, we'll see. You know what? I can make this happen. When mm. What we're dreaming about, what we're fantasizing about. Pisces is a very fantasized, dreamy sign. I can make this happen. I can do this. I can, yeah, this can work for me now, depending, of course, on where Pisces is in your chart. And if you have any other aspects that are going to say, well, yeah, you can do it, but not until next year. When Mars moves on to Taurus and Saturn gets out the way. So kind of depending, but Pisces, Neptune and Pisces retrograde is saying, you know what? I could do some of those things that I've been dreaming about. I can actually make this a reality. Somebody else has already done it. Why can't I? And so I think that, you know, yeah. One more thing I do want to say, we got a Virgo new moon coming up later this week. I'm yes. super excited What's about up it. with that? 
Well, the, the Pisces full moon had us all dreaming. Again, Pisces is, I believe, I believe I can do it. I believe I can fly. Like it's that whole dreamy. Right. But it's also saying with it being a full moon, what what um, dreams do we maybe need to let go of? What fantasies do we need to let go of? Maybe what limits in our dreams and beliefs and fantasies we needed to let go of? Mm-hmm. And now with the Virgo new moon is saying perfect because Virgo is a sign that's like perfection and analyzing. Yes. Now we've thought about it. We've perfected all of that. We we feel like we know exactly what to do now. This new moon is saying, let's get to work. Let's do what we can. Now, remember, we may not see a lot of progress because Saturn is making an aspect to Mars. Mm-hmm. But we, if we can keep doing it and just keep moving forward keep at the it. end of the year, we'll catch up. Because that's that's exactly in line with what I'm thinking of some things. And if you have Virgo placements, um, so for myself, I have Saturn in Virgo, I have a North Node in Virgo. The best thing to do, I would say, on a regular basis, because Virgo is day to day routine, Mm -hmm. day to day work. Make you a small little list. Put a couple to do things on. It don't even gotta be a lot because Virgo's ruled by Mercury, so it's like pew, 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 pew. it's not trying to like move slow and Mm-mm. put three things on the list and just get them done. Honey, get you a Trello board like I did. It's free. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> and that thing is like helping me out tremendously. So yes, Virgo energy says make a list, check mm-hmm. things off the list, and before you know it, you'll look up at next year. You've been doing a couple things every day. It felt like you weren't making any progress. And next thing you know, you just shot all the way ahead. Right, right around Sagittarius season as well. Remember, that's the the arrow. They pull it back. We're pulling it back mm-hmm. right now. And then once we get to Sag season, we'll all take off. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's going to be good. We just got to stay patient and focus. That's Mm -hmm. it. Wow. That was some good information. We are out of time for today. But before we go, Juanika, real quick, plug yourself. (laughs) Let us know where, um, how people can connect with you after the show. Absolutely. Well, it's MS Astrology on Instagram, as well as YouTube. I'm on there. Um, You can sign up for my newsletter. If you go to Instagram, my link is in the bio, but 1111astrology.com. That's my website. You can book a reading. Uh, You can watch the videos that I already have, readings for yourself, your children, the year ahead, all of that good stuff. Nice. Excellent. Y'all do yourself a favor. Get on Juanika's calendar for a birth chart reading. Even if you already had a reading, there are things in a reading with Juanika um, that will help you that you might not even know that you need help with. Right. Okay, so you you won't be disappointed. So you guys also share your thoughts about today's episode at Soul Healing with Rise on Instagram and Facebook. And if you need my support with a Reiki session or spiritual coaching or intuitive reading, or if you want to talk to Grandmama Nam or whoever, whatever, <laughs> then hit me up at risekincaid.com. Y'all, I will meet y'all back here next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific for another episode where I am going to be touching on the subject of spiritual bypassing. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) that. Mm -hmm. I'm about to shine some light on some things because we got to stop with this. So anyway, (laughs) until next time, Juanika, I appreciate you being on the show again today. It's lovely always to be with you. I'm going to hit you up after this. <laughs> yes. I'm so, here for you. you know yes. So until next time, y'all be safe, stay connected, vibrate as high as you can, and just keep doing the work. Like Juanika said, just keep at it. Keep at it. By the end of the year, we're going to be there, y'all. We, we will be there. Okay. We will. All right. So much love. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you again for listening to Soul Healing Conversations. 
Please join Roz Kincaid again for another program next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.